Hello, hello out there in my lovely friends who are listening to me today on the Imperfectly Perfect, the podcast, episode 34. Yeah, I believe it's 34, but don't quote me on that. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the subject that is going all around the news, Rep- Disrepresentative George Santos. And I just want to say as a precursor to all this, that I have been inundated with information about this man. And he's not even representing my district. (laughs) I'm a New Yorker. And like most New Yorkers, we have opinions about everything. So I'm going to give you my opinion on dishonesty, which is all rampant, rampant rather, in politics, but the dishonesty of this man, and then don't want to leave, and then Mr. McCarthy not expelling him because it's all about the numbers. So what I have learned from my interest in politics and watching organizational politics, because really the United States is an organization. We elect people by individual votes that goes into different blocks that represents either the major parties, Democrat or Republican, or the minor parties. Like in New York, there's the working family um, party, there's the independent party, and ongoing, and so on. But that being said, our friends, well, not my friends, but my fellow New Yorkers who live in Nassau County and Queens uh, didn't have anybody to represent their district or even run for their district. In slides, George Santos. Mr. Santos, which now is coming out, that's not even his real name because he had he was interviewed or he was in an audience where he introduced himself as a different name and is not no way to say that it's not him because it is him down to the glasses the plaid shirt and the puffer vest and that awful haircut yeah it was him so um In comes Mr. Santos, and because this area of New York was so desperate to have somebody run on the Republican slate, that I don't think they did any kind of due diligence of this man. This man said he attended three colleges, including Baruch, that he was a volleyball star who got a, um, who got his education through a scholarship for playing volleyball. He also said that he worked for Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase, and he was making all this money. Even to the fact that he loaned his own campaign $700,000. Now it's coming out, after he has confessed, because the New York Times did do their due diligence after the man was elected, like they do every 
candidate in New York and found out that this man was not who he said he was. So he called himself trying to, how can I say this properly? Trying to stop the news, make, well, get in front of the news rather. And he admitted that he lied on his resume. This is a man who worked customer service for $55,000 a year, if he made that much. And there's questions about his taxes for the last couple of years, because one year he was making 26, the next year he's making 55, which I'm not saying is not possible because within the last six months, my salary has changed um, twice. I got a bump from my the last position and then I accepted a new position in a different department that gave me a whole different salary. So yeah, I can, I can see that happening, but that's a big bump, 26 to 55. Okay. But then he says that he is a partner of his own, um, invest real estate investment firm and he and he tripled and quadrupled his money in one year i could see this man with the gift of gab and had convinced these people who was so desperate for someone to represent their district with the gift of gab i can also see him snowing a lot of people in the district that he wanted to represent. So those who don't live in New York, the area that he was representing is the area of majority um, Caucasian Jewish people. It's not, it you know, there's not a lot of minorities in that area unless you count being Jewish as a minority. So I could see these people, and I'm saying these people, I'm talking about the constituents of that district, taking him as his word. Because he is a very convincing, he was very convincing, so I'm told. With that being said, <clears throat> with that being said, when the New New York Times came out with all this information about Mr. Quote unquote Santos, he tried to get in front of it to say, you know. Yeah, I lied on my resume. But it opened the door to say, what else have you been lying about? And that's making everybody suspicious. Now, the bad problem about all this is because he lied, everything is now coming out about who is, quote-unquote, George Santos. Do he have an alias? Do he have a secret family? 
Because at one point, the man was married to a woman. Now he's married to a man. Now, and they're also talking about his finances. How he has been spending his money while he was on the election trail. He rented out a house that was a whole lot of money. I'm going to speculate saying it was $14,000 a month or for the six-month rental or whatever. But it still was a whole lot of money. And then him and his husband traveled first class across the country. And that came up to over $40,000 worth of airline. And let's not talk about the suites and everything else that this man was doing. So I'm bringing all this up to you to say the following. Where was the due diligence prior to putting this man on the slate? And that's the question I think a lot of people are asking at this moment. Because he... He snowballed a whole lot of people. And the question is, how could he get away with it? How could he just sit down there and get all his money from people, all this trust from people, and lo and behold, he was this conniving liar. And as a black woman, this is what ran through my head. Leaving out the party. If this was a black person running from running for a position in that district and came with came to them with this resume. And there was nobody else stepping up to run for this, for any party because of the area that is coming from that black candidate, in my opinion, would probably have gone through hell in a handbasket to prove that they are of this, of these people, that they have this, um, not of these people, but have this experience to make just decisions for this district. They would have put this person, this minority person, I'm leaving out black, I'm just saying minority, this minority person through the ringer. Now, the reason why I'm saying minority is because Mr. Santos says, even though his last name is Hispanic, he said that he was a survivor of the Jewish Holocaust, um, thing the one thing one the one of the things that drives New Yorkers through their heart, especially in the Nassau and um, Queens area where he where his district is representing, is survivors of 9/11. Because a lot of the survivors of 9/11 live in that district, and is becoming a very finite number of people who are surviving with everything that had happened in 9-11 for those who were in the towers. So he says his mom was one of the people who survived. So 
I have to use the wording that they said on the news, which really got got me a little pissed off. But I have a feeling that this is what he said. He said that his mother was a his mother is a survivor that died on nine eleven. I only paused for a second so y'all can really think about that. He said his mama was a survivor that died on 9-11. How could you be a survivor and die on 9-11? I'm sorry, synaptics. I'm sorry. He, he finally admitted that everything that he said was a bold-faced lie. And now he will not be giving up that seat. And I'm going to tell you why he's not giving up that seat. And I'm going to tell you why the Republican Party is going to fight for him to stay in that seat. A, they need the numbers. If if he was to resign or be forced out, the Republicans will not have the numbers to go in for the rest of the year. That would mean the governor of New York State will have to call a special um, election, which means if she calls a special election, just let's just say he resigns next week. If she calls a special election, she has to give them at least 30 days to find a candidate and probably another 60 to 90 days for them to run a campaign. So that brings us four months from now which will be May or June for election. That would mean for the next five months, the Republican Party will have the slimmest, they already have a slim margin, but they'll have an extra slim margin of votes. Other than that, let's just say a Democrat wins, that will put it back to a 50-50 house. Um, body election electoral body, which the Republicans do not want to take that chance. They're not going to. They're not going to let that boy leave that seat. Let's put it that way, because they need the numbers. Again, if I go into the argument, if this was a minority, a true minority whose skin was tinted like mine. Because George Santos, who is Brazilian, skin is not tinted as dark as mine, at, to the point where he could pass for Italian. Enough said on that. He's going to stay in that seat because they need the vote. And if you notice, they put him on a small business committee. He quote unquote ran a charity for animals where he stole $3,000 from a homeless vet whose dog had cancer. Never received the money. So I just have to say this. The evidence against this man keeps stacking, keeps stacking. I am proud of the New York state representatives that served him with a F, um, with a ethics violation, I believe. Well, they served him with some kind of papers about um, finances. 
I'm glad they did that. I'm just curious to see how far it will actually go. Because if the Democrats don't want him to go nowhere, he not, I mean, excuse me, if the Republicans don't want him to go nowhere, he not going nowhere. There are Republicans who are speaking out on TV and on news saying, oh, he shouldn't be there, he should resign, yada, yada, yada. I want to see them put their money where their mouth is. Will they be the ones who vote this man out? That's where it really boils down to. You can say anything on TV, but when it comes to the vote, are you going to do it or are you going to be a punk and leave it alone? So my summation of this whole George Santos thing is because is until somebody actually put this man to a vote and vote him out, he's not leaving. And unfortunately, I don't think the the attack, the, the people in the House of Representatives that see this as an ethics, financial, and a moral against all morals of what a quote-unquote politician should do is going to get him out. Now, unfortunately, I have to say this. There are politicians that lie. And they lie. And they lie, 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 lie like a rug underneath my feet. What makes this an exception is that this man was caught in the lie. And he's still sitting down there pretending nothing is wrong and say, oh, yeah, well, I was on the on the road for the seat. I said I was Jewish, but really I was Jew ish and don't we all believe in god i was raised catholic he may have not said said those words in that order but he said those words so what does that say about new york politics or what does that say about the united states so i happen to find voa um no sorry it was not voa but voa I believe also spoke about this. I found a newscast that did um, a expose on this. The show was called the Sunday project and it's out of New Zealand or rather Australia. And they sent a reporter or it might've been a freelance reporter to the area that George Santos represents. And they spoke to the children who are going to be in 2025 will be voting for the next Republic um, representative for their district. And that means if George Santos stay, he would probably be up for reelection during that time. And knowing that he is ballsy and he don't care what anybody says, most likely this guy will be running again in 2025. They're going to, um, they say they, you know, they took uh, six students who was in AP history, and out the eight, only two were going to be Republicans. The rest were going to be Democrats, 
And they said, out the eight, seven of them said he should resign, including the one, including one that would have identified himself as a Republican. So the question is, all this may change. Let's be real. All this may change because he might do something so great, so powerful (laughs) that people will forget about it. Or he might just stay underground and not say a thing. But knowing this man, he's going to keep on keeping on. He's going to keep on saying shit, excuse my language, to basically make sure that he's relevant. All this is for him to be relevant. The bad part is, and I'm going to say it like it is, the bad part is, well, it's not even the bad part. It will be the bad part, but this will pass if he stays quiet and underground. Or if a major emergency comes up, then we're not going to talk about it anymore. So, as you, if you're watching the news, the next major emergency is coming afoot. And if you watch the news, he's getting talked about less and less. So the major emergency now is the debt ceiling. And now the debt ceiling, we don't have enough money and all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's getting to the point where we're not going to hear about George Santos anymore. We're not going to care about George Santos anymore. But we have to keep the conversation going. There have been protests. There have been letter writing campaigns. I don't think there's been petitions yet, but there should be because I haven't ran across any. Um, There are people who are saying he should leave, but they're not putting their foot where their mouth. Well, they're not putting their mouth where their foot is or however that saying goes. But the problem is with Mr. Santos is that he's going to get away with murder. If he had killed somebody, he probably would have still been elected. He has six organizations going after him, including Nassau County and the state of New York and Brazil. Oh, I didn't tell you too much about Brazil. He stole um, checks from where his mother was doing some work for an elderly person. And he's wanted for check fraud. And oh, and the argument about his mother being a survivor, but that died in the towers on 9-11. By the way, she wasn't even in the country. She was still in Brazil. She left the country in 1999 and didn't come back until 2003. His family, his grandparents are not survivors of the Jewish Holocaust. If you look at all the lies that he said, it was said to get elected by a population that by a population that basically it reflected. So That population is huge population of Jewish people. 
living in that area. A lot of 9-11 rather, supporters for the survivors and benefits, as well as survivors that may live in the area. A lot of the people who died in 9-11 came, were firefighters and emergency um, technicians and, and, and police officers. A lot of police officers and firefighters don't live in the city. They live in the outer boroughs. And they used to have, how should I say, they used to have um, ways for these people to buy homes. And how they did it was they offered them places to buy homes in Nassau County and um, and Queens back in the day. So that's how a lot of people moved out there because the houses were extremely profitable, um, extremely low for those people who live, who worked in those type of jobs and the loans they used to get and all that stuff. So it made it very easy for them to buy homes out there in those areas. So he basically framed his whole campaign around the population he was trying to dupe and they fell for it hook, line, and sinker. So where do we go from here? We continue to talk about this. We continue to make sure that it's on the forefront. If you notice, um, other things are popping up in politics. And we know Mr. McCarthy is not going to remove this disrepresentative Santos because he needs the numbers. Remember, it took him 14 times to just be elected to the Speaker of the House. 14 votes. It probably is more, but I stopped caring after 14. So continue to talk about it. Continue to read about it because there's more information coming out. The latest is that he was a drag queen in Brazil. And there are videos and pictures of that um, drag queen. And truthfully, when I looked at the drag queen, I'm not going to lie. Does look like him. And I have to love Bianca Del Rio's um, <laughs> screenshot. The, fir the first half of the screenshots talked about how he was a drag queen in, in Brazil. And Bianca Del Rio said, that was my drag mother. <laughs> oh, my God. She was that was so hilarious. <gasps> but I will still say, keep talking about it. That's all I have for you today on Mr. Santos. I'm sure there's going to be more bring, being brought up as time goes on. If you like this recording, please follow, or you can catch up with me on Twitter at L of, excuse me, K of LDA or Imp Perfect the Pod. I M P Perfect. Felt out the pod. I am your favorite friend, Agent K, Keisha here, and I hope to hear from you soon. Bye-bye now.